Sorry, I was just checking. Yeah, there's no other sex in the book, I don't think. Wow, that's what a book we read. Um, on the Devil's Threesome, the erotic book club, with me, your host, Andrew Coles. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Maggie. And I'm Sam, and I don't like that intro. I like it. It's great. I'm sorry. Um, so we are a podcast where we talk about cheap erotic fiction from Amazon.com, the website. The only kind, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You can tell um, Maggie's really excited about it. Well, wait. Are, what, do you, what do you mean? Are you saying you don't know of any other kind of erotic fiction, Andrew? Yeah. Um, is there any other kind? Oh, other yeah. Other than the free stuff on Amazon? Yeah. I mean, romance novels have been a thing forever. And they're, they're, they cost money? Yeah. People spend money on them for some reason. How much money? Too much. I'd say you oh. could spend like 5 to $7 on a, like a romance novel inside of a grocery store. That's an awful lot of money for something that's not very interesting and kind of doesn't have great sex scenes in it. Well, they definitely have to pay at least three people because there's the two greased up um, models on the front and then the, mm-hmm. the author. You know, mm. Off, often who is one of the greased up models, right? Um, That's how that I works. Mean, you'd Actually, hope. yeah. I mean, I know a couple um, Amazon authors and yeah. they do actually get together and do photo shoots for each other's books. That's cute. Oh, my God. That's pretty yeah. adorable, though. But speaking of romance novels this week, instead of reading something that's like dirty, fun, gross, supernatural erotica, we read Night with a Seal by cat johnson yeah so isn't this wasn't this is the sequel to the yep. um, something shining right. in the distance here no, we go I mean, yep we i wish. was ready for it i i knew he was gonna try to make some silky jokes i could feel it silky jokes oh silky. so smooth <laughs> silky silkies silky um, silkies silky silkies okay yeah but so the author um, is cat johnson yeah the book that we read night with a seal is a little bit less um a little bit less supernatural, a little bit less fun, because it is about a man who is a Navy SEAL. Oh. Um, and uh, this... So he's just a blue selkie? And then Pretty just um, a woman who he... They, like, they bone, bef- like, his like his last night um, in America before shipping out, I guess? I don't think that's... I don't think it was his last night. He was just getting ready to redeploy for the 13th time. Yeah. And, um... He gets set up by one of his buddies' yep, sisters yep. who um, works in a bank with, uh, what's her name, Allie? Yes. Our yep. main character. Yep. Who's described as uh, having brown hair and a curvy size 12 through 8 size, <sighs> which I is mean, a little... It's another description where she's described as everything she isn't, oh. um, which is a lot, uh, uh, like, it, we've had it, we've seen it before, where it's just like, she's not this. But she is this. It's like, okay, great. Thank you. Well, I, I felt it like it was definitely one of those she was described as being not beautiful in a way that made her sound beautiful. Where she's yeah. like, she's too curvy. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, she's mm-hmm. too she's too curvy. Her her breasts are too big, you know? Exactly, <laughs> like it's like yeah. great. Awesome. Um, but yeah, and the man we're talking about, the Navy SEALs, is called John. Yeah. With no H. With no H. Well, that mean that means he's like cool and alternative, you know. Except not really. Or he owns an orange cat who loves lasagna. <laughs> How sad. He might. I mean, that, that like if this guy was the dude who owned Garfield, I think I'd be more enthused. 
That would be the best oh comic God. strip ever. Just like a hot, chunky man who owns the cat, <laughs> the, gar- the lasagna cat, and like he's his life still just sucks. See, I don't. Like he just can't get it together because of this goddamn lasagna cat. I think it would sure. be better if it wasn't a comic and it was an erotic novel. I agree. And then the lasagna cat was um, a lady. Oh I guess. no, I don't know. no, no! Hmm. I was thinking he would just have sex with somebody else, like a sure. person, not a not a cat. Oh, you don't want him to have sex with his cat? <laughs> no, surprisingly. What are we doing on this podcast if not having sex for that with cats? Sort of thing? No, we're gonna recap yeah. the plot. Um, bestiality is not on my schedule for today. Um, yeah, that's next week. Yeah. How, well, who knows? We could be reading something much better next week. Um, so yeah, something, yeah. some exactly. We just said the same thing, Maggie. Yeah, so, I know. So this book the, is fairly long. It's reminiscent of um what was that book we read the one about rocky Canadian mountain Cowboys. heat yeah rocky mountain heat was pretty good <laughs> it's a it's a romance novel like it's not an act like it's not an erotica pamphlet like we normally read it's an actual goodness <laughs> model uh like novel so we yeah we read the first five chapters um mostly because that's just about how much there is that is good and interesting yeah i read some of it after that and i regretted it but we can get to that when we get there. Um, so we're talking about the first five chapters here. Um, John is this Navy SEAL who is home uh, from the war. And mm-hmm. uh, he's not a sea lion. No, he's not a sea lion. He's a SEAL. Um, and he's visiting his friend Rick, um, who's yep. having a barbecue for the 4th of July. I mean, ba- basically, all you need to know is that it's a bunch of soldiers doing barbecue shit. And Rick has a sister yep. who has yeah. a female friend. Darcy. There yep. you go. Darcy, whose friend is Allie. And so um, essentially Darcy is trying to set Allie and John up. Yeah. in like a romantic fashion, a matchmaking fashion. There was um there was a quote highlighted that I thought was pretty funny to that ex- uh, to that purpose. I can't remember where it was, but a bunch of people had highlighted like it. <laughs> it's, it was something I'm looking for it right now. If you can't tell yeah. Yeah. the sound of me furiously flapping through these digital pages. Um <laughs> Uh, let me see. I'll see if I can find it. Okay, while you guys I'll keep describing about something. That was some. That was some foley work. Did you hear that? That was pretty good. Mm. That was that was pages flipping. Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. So they're at this party, um, and Allie realizes that Darcy has been trying to set her up, and they talk about how it's terrible to date a Navy SEAL because they could be gone at any moment. John has also yep. given us an inner monologue about how he could be gone at any moment because his group of soldiers is all going to be called back out to war soon i mean if anything this sounds like a sweet deal for a one night stand which is eventually what happens um like the two meet uh and she's like oh this is the guy you're trying to set me up with and then Mm -hmm. um yeah because he's hot i like to think it's because she brought the potato salad um much like much like this book it's kind of bland mushy and just and um just like you feel like you've had it a million times before and a, hey uh, now, and hey a midwestern aphrodisiac hey now so mm-hmm. we find out that her potato salad is very specially crafted with mayonnaise no, that sounds like pretty normal potato and salad and vinegar and mustard that sounds like potato salad and something else i forgot cayenne pepper maybe cayenne pepper that's potato salad oh have you had a salad potato i was kind no, of envisioning like a salad potato in her car, she was just she took like the grocery store packages of potato salad and like transferred them to like a like a home <laughs> container, brought it in. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Sometimes being single was too much work, especially amid do-gooder friends trying to play matchmaker. 
that was the quote I was looking for. Not a re- not really as memorable as I remembered, ironically. I mean, a lot of this book is not really as memorable as anyone would like it to be. Well, here's the thing about this book. I was thinking about it after while reading it. Um, I think this book is kind of like it's kind of like that I, the ice cream you buy in an ice cream store, except okay. it's not vanilla. It's like vanilla bean and Ooh. has those little chunks in it. So it's like, it's oh, really, really yeah. vanilla. Like, but it's like, like it's like French decently vanilla. good vanilla. Yeah. Like French vanilla ice cream. Like this yeah, book sure. actually doesn't have any typos, anything like that. And like the characters make sense and like they don't do anything that's ridiculously stupid or just like out of place. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's boring, but it's, it's, it works. Should we get, should we get further in? Cause like, what, how 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 do they end up getting together? What happens is that Rick um, convinces John to take her home. I guess like yeah, give yeah, her a ride she home. Had a bunch, she had three drinks over five hours yep. apparently, and probably didn't eat any food. I guess if she if they think that she's too drunk to drive. I think that it, it's like mm-hmm. it's like Fourth of July or something, right? Yeah, and there's a there's a checkpoint set up. Yeah, we find out John drives her home. Because yep. he's a gentleman um, who drives a gas guzzling car, but she forgave him for that because he's hot. And mm-hmm. um, then they go back to her place, and she's like, "Oh shit, I left my keys at my friend, at your friend's house, or whatever." And so then he breaks into her house for her, and then they have sex. Mm-hmm. Very romantic. Yeah, they do. Um, and I mean the the sex is in a word impersonal. Like it's just kind of uh wooden, really. Well. I mean, he is pretty wooden. I mean, she likes it. Yeah. Because they switch POVs um, it, from chapter to chapter, and I, I'm pretty sure the sex one was, was from her point of view. And she's pretty into it. Yeah. And they, they come together, and it's pretty cute. And she's like, oh, I hope he'll stay. But then, of course, he doesn't because he's, you know, he can't get attached. If he if he thinks about her too much, he'll die. Yeah. That's what he says. Yep. And he says, if I, if I think about you too much when I'm in Afghanistan, I will die. I'll be a dead person. Yeah, so he he's indicates he's running away, and she rewards this behavior with a blowjob in her hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like rewarding the behavior. I think she was just, like, down for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but so that's the thing is, I think the reason, one of the reasons why this um, came off this way is because both of them sound like they have never had sex. Like, not never yeah. had sex before, but, like, haven't had sex in, like, four years. So both of them are just desperate for it. She said, excuse me, she said that she was in the middle of a dry spell. Yeah. So that was supported by the text. But so, yeah, they have pretty tame-ish sex, I guess, like, because they kind of grope each other a bit while they're standing up, and then he pushes her down Mm -hmm. on the bed, and then he takes her from behind, and then... Yeah, style. Yeah, and then they both come together, like you said, um, and then he gets up, goes to the bathroom, she puts on some, like, sweatpants, and then... uh, he ends up going out to leave and then she stops him and she blows him and he comes yep. again, which is pretty impressive. Um, and then he leaves and then that's <laughs> the end of it, that chapter, which yes. is where we stop reading. Um, which is, which is where like, I would recommend everybody stop reading TBH because the next few chapters are him at war. Well, um, okay. So I actually read them. So yes, Sam reg- regale me. Yeah, so the next chapter is him at war. So it's him and his troop of people in Afghanistan, and they're like capturing people. His troop of people. Well, the thing (laughs) is, it's really just super whiny about Washington politicians and the liberal media and uh, the like head head command of the Navy, because all of it is him complaining about the fact that they can't 
essentially shoot people the way they want to. Um, oh. So you're saying there's a lot of political intrigue in yeah. this book. Well, not intrigue, just more like events, like eventing for political frustration about people with guns not being able to shoot other people the way that they would like gotcha. to do. So. so it's a Tom Clancy book, basically. Pretty much. I guess I just don't understand that logic. Like, it's like, if you're angry that you can't shoot people good, then why why do you even want war to happen? I mean, I feel well, like that's, it's just dumb. I mean, obviously, Maggie, that's because we're all part of the liberal media bit where we say that like oh, we don't shit. want war to happen. <laughs> I guess, like, we are content creators. We, we're part of the liberal media. Yeah, we're fake news. Do we get special jackets and stuff? N- no, but no. we get those hats with the little feathers in them. Oh, fuck yeah. Or, uh, and the um the little piece of paper that says press, I don't think yeah I I don't think those have feathers in them. You might you're confusing Robin sometimes Hood they do. and no, press people. Sometimes they do. Oh, actually, I agree with Maggie on this one. I don't think they actually do. But I would like a feather in my hat. Well, we can have feathers and papers. Feathers and papers. That's a little bit of um, over accessorizing, but okay, I can I can get down. No, it says you. Okay, so the reason the reason we stopped at the end of chapter five was because I was skimming through this book. Yeah, we didn't have one, and I was looking at it, and I just came across this uh, this little paragraph, and it said, "That was it. Then, in less than an hour, this man had captured her heart, loved her, and then left her. It had to be the quickest beginning, middle, and ending to a romance in the history of the world." And I thought, "Hey, that'll be easy to read," and it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's we. I, I skimmed the rest of the book too, and what ends up happening is they. Uh, the troop comes back at the end of the six months and they go to a New Year's Eve party um, where Allie so and Darcy... I know, right? Um, so they're all there. Uh, Allie and John kiss really hard for New Year's mm. and then she and Allie and Darcy go back to Allie's house to avoid all the men. Um, all and then right. the next morning, there's some like terrorist plane hijacking in Ethiopia. So all the Navy SEALs get called back out to war again. Um and then when they come back, um, it turns out that the bank that Allie and Darcy is, work at is being uh, held hostage by a terrorist. And so everybody's really worried for a while. And that kind of like settles itself out. And then I think near the very end, Allie and John kind of like get back together again. But I didn't see anything that was like super sexy. So I didn't stop to read it. Here's my question is why would a terrorist hold up a bank? I see no reason they're, for that. They're they're in Virginia near an right. army base, so I think the implication is that like this terrorist knows that like he can probably do some damage to hmm. the military. I have no idea. I didn't actually read it that closely. But like I said, so like honestly, I I don't want to give this book too short a stick in the sense that like we obviously weren't trying to read it for plot, but it sounds like there is some if you're into that. So yeah. There's quite a bit of plot in this. Yeah. I mean, but like I feel like plot and um plot can be a little bit more inviting if you pepper in more sex. like sex, right? Yeah. Like mm, I, mm-hmm. especially for a book like this. We didn't pay any money for this, right? No. Mm, that's true. Um so I don't I don't know. Maybe uh maybe I've got fucked up expectations. I would have liked this book better if 
at the middle of the Fourth of July barbecue with all these like six or seven hot Navy SEALs. Yeah. Um, they should have just all started having an orgy there. That would have been a good book. Yeah. Instead okay. of describing laboriously how one of them went out to his car to grab the quote unquote wire from his radio to play the music over the boombox because they had to detail every step of that process, including <laughs> how he and his sister fought over what kind of music to play, eventually settling on, of course, a country music, um, I don't know, like radio station or something. And, you know, instead of that, instead of that, if they just all started going down on each other, those, you know, those six hot bods and then the three ladies who were there and then yeah. you have the brother sister thing. And it's like, do they avoid it? Do they go for it? Who knows? Maybe it turns out that they're um, not actually blood related and they're both 18. Um, <laughs> then it's fine. Then it's not incest. Yeah, it's, well, it'd be fine if that were the case. So that was one of the things I noted specifically, like bringing up that whole wire thing is mm-hmm. the the author takes a whole paragraph to explain to us what a wire is like one well, what a wire that connects to your car and your phone yeah, like an auxiliary is, phone cable like and why you would want to use one and i was like we all know what this is like you don't have to explain this and that was the problem that i had with the book is that all of it is like the target market for this book probably does not know though and that's why she called it a wire it's like it's a long dangly thing they wouldn't know what else to call it it's a wire i just i it, that was the thing is i feel like this book and probably honestly like most I, I get the feeling that most romance books are this way, like most romance novels are this way, but this one especially just seemed very over explanatory. Like every other paragraph yeah. is her like going into extreme detail on things that we either don't care about or things that we should already know. Of course. So I was right. just like, I don't give a shit. On the same token, there was quite a bit of like lampshading, I think, where the ridiculous parts of the story would be kind of commented on by Allie. For example, um, one of the squad mates is named Brody, and then he says he can get a little dark and broody sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Allie thinks Brody is broody. Got it. And it's like, oh, I was thinking the same thing because it's dumb. Yeah. And it's like just because your character also thinks it's dumb doesn't mean you can't just like put it in the book without consequence. Right. Exactly. Uh, Miss writer, Miss or Mister writer. Yeah, so maybe uh, I, I've got like the list of the of the seal books. I can I can read them out. Are you ready? Something shiny in the distance. Can we can we <laughs> talk about the book a little bit more before we start moving into the stuff of like later books? Sure. I mean, I just I'm so bored with this book. I guess you want to do you want to dig into the po- to the political aspects of it more? That could be fun. Um, we could. I want to go into what my experience was like reading this book because I spent this. Uh, I was reading this book on on the way back from um, Las Cruces, which is three hours away from where I am right now. Yeah. So on this drive, um, I was reading the book. Uh, well, I was having the book read to me by like the speech assistant on my phone, who doesn't understand how um, dashes work. So every time <laughs> there was a dash, it would say like. 21 year minus old or something <laughs> and then uh also did not get apostrophes because it would say it s and then like he d or he d and it was kind of confusing but i got most of the gist um it was it was i it was an interesting way to read the book i gotta say we should all try it sometime okay yeah that sure. sounds great um i mean is there like a way to do it through um through like the kindle app or something I don't know. No, I don't think so. I just used the phone uh, accessibility settings, you know, ah. and it like, just reads out whatever's on the screen. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, so I just wanted to make a couple notes. Um, in the first chapter, we have, once again, Smell Watch, um, because... Oh, Smell Watch. Smell Watch. John talks about how good the uh, smells of barbecue are, um, and he does it multiple times. And then he also talks about how good the grass smells. Um 
which I was just like, okay, like, why well, do people I mean, care about smell so plenty much? Plenty of um, plenty of authors really want to like build like a whole universe for you to really yeah. s- settle into, which sure. includes you really have to um, engage all six of the senses. Okay, L- name those senses. Go. Okay, sight. You got to describe how hot the seals look. Smell. You got to s- describe the smell of the barbecue. Um, hearing. You got to describe what the barbecue yep. slash seals sound like. And it's usually like, or, or, or. But in this case, because they're people, <laughs> not that. And then you got to describe the taste of the potato Four. salad you could, by describing the recipe and, and, and how you make it. Um, and then you you have to describe the, the penile feeling Five. of the penis going into the lady and you have to describe the emotional impacts of when he when he leaves. Six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure you got the right senses there, but you definitely drew a full picture for me. Thank you. Sight, sound, penis, feeling, emotion, and hearing. <laughs> That's the ones. Oh, wait, no, I already said sound. Um, smell and taste. <laughs> Those All are right. the senses. Sure. And proprioception. Knowing where yes. his penis is in relation to your body at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And chronoception. Knowing knowing where, when his penis is. <laughs> when? <laughs> I would say when he was going to come, but that works too. Oh, yeah, that too. But yeah, so uh, there's also a nice little scene. So when John and Allie meet, she's holding the potato salad and trying to open the front door. Um, she so is. So he comes up and holds the potato salad for her. And then Darcy opens the door, and let then me let just... me tell let, let me say something really quick. That that was definitely when I got my first boner. Yeah, yeah. That, he held that, that potato that salad. That potato salad holding scene is fraught with sexual tension. It's true, um, but it's I just thought it was funny because Darcy opens the door to them, and then John gives her the potato salad back. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Let me hold this for three seconds. So, then, I mean, yeah, let me not let me not carry this into the house for you. But I mean, he's going to go get his wire from the car. Yeah, yeah he's got to get his wire. Without the wire, the, they would just be listening to the radio the whole time. That's true. Um, there was also a little bit where uh, they're talking and um, she's talking. They're talking about how it's his 13th deployment and she makes a face. And uh, he asks mm. if she's superstitious. And she says, I've been known to knock wood on occasion. And I do firmly oh, believe karma's a bitch. She let out a short laugh. Do you think less of me now? And I flagged that because I was like, why do all romance novels read like this? Like, why do, do they always mean? have that? I feel like they always have those, like, kind of cliches, you know, where it's like, karma's a bitch. I've been known to knock wood on occasion. Like, nobody talks like that. It's like, not the issue is I want to compare it to something like Easy A, where sure. people are too witty. Then they sure. are like more witty there in normal life. But this isn't witty. This is just super like cliche heavy. Well, and I don't think Sam, people talk like, that way. Well, uh, yeah, but it's it's not like real life. Like it's I a guess, book. Yeah, it's a yeah. romance novel. So of course they're talking and like cliches and like being idiots, especially because it's, it's like it's like we're we're being prepped to like hear about two random white people having sex like i don't really care that it's going to be peppered with cliches i don't think it discusses their race in here the whole time Uh, that's true uh, but we are in virginia um which i know doesn't really mean i don't want you guys making racial assumptions just because well okay i mean i'll give you the guy on the cover he is white so i think you can take that contextually for sure then Um, uh, like two random straight people having sex yeah, if you can't blame white people, blame straight people. There it is. <laughs> it's not their fault the book's boring. The book's just boring because it's boring. I mean, their sex is pretty boring, though, so there is that. Oh, yeah, the sex like the, the sex scene is so under... 
developed. Like, yeah, it, it just like, it came and it went just like he did. Yeah, haha, that was like good. they they don't really talk. I think like they're like they're too horny they're, for talk. Their sexual interaction lasts like a solid like thirty minutes in book time. Like I don't think it's, it's that fast or that slow. It's definitely faster than that. Faster than that. Yeah. Well, it's like he said he he can't he can't get involved with her, and obviously they're falling in love, but they're both denying it because she doesn't want to she doesn't want to like you know fall in love with that man she's been hooked up with you know because she got her pride to look out for. I assume I don't really know. She doesn't have a whole lot of character. Um, he doesn't want to die apparently for some reason. Um, so he can't get involved with her, or else he'll, his brain just won't work right because the the feminine wiles will keep him distracted when he's got to be blowing up stuff. So, you know, it's it's understandable why they would want to keep it keep it short, keep it sweet. As she said, she's she's never been a, a one night stand kind of girl before. Yeah, but uh, she is now apparently. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. It's the the other thing about the one night stand um scene. Uh, they don't ever use the word vagina or penis. I don't think. Um. No. Again, we just get a lot of the like s- grosser terms like um this one sentence he did however take advantage of her position by bending low and laving laving Mm. laving laving her entrance with his tongue plunging it inside her channel it's l-a-v-i-n-g so i don't know if it's laving no is that a word it's definitely laving let's look it up grammar judge I'm sorry, Judge Grammar. L A B I N G. Everybody, 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 listen up. The court's in session. Judge Grammar presiding. You may be seated. I think you're right. It's, I think it's lav. Um, it looks. Let me let me check. Oh nope, is, nope. Google says it's lave. So laving, I would assume. Can we can we get a can we get a final a final ruling from the judge? No. Hopefully. Okay. I mean, Google. Oh, 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 sorry, I'm late, oh, guys. Oh, oh man, oh, here oh, he man. Is. traffic was terrible out there. <laughs> oh, Mr. Grammar, here's my gavel. Uh, uh, what, what am I ruling on? Uh, the word it means uh, wash. Right, but that's <laughs> what it means. No, no, but how do we pronounce we're not, it? We're, we're we're talking about pronunciation. Ju- judge, can you do oh, up your robe? Uh, Come on. Uh, no. Well, okay, fine. Zip, zip, zip. Uh, <laughs> tie, tie. How do ro- how do how do judicial robes fasten? I think they're I in think the back. Zips. Wear robes. It might actually anymore. just be one full circle of clothing that has like oh the so they like kind of like a kind of like a christmas tree skirt yeah yeah no they have hooks <laughs> and they like attach them to the uh thing and then using a pulley system they pull the like big circle with a yep. hole over it over them and then they stand under it and just let it foomph down over them well exactly. actually in my mind it's more like you know how when like you know in like elementary school um gym class how we'd have that big parachute sure. the pa- and like the parachute. yeah would, the big yeah. parachute so they actually just get a ton of children to like yes. stand in a circle and yep. they throw like they all go up with it and then the judge runs into the middle of it and just sticks their head out through the hole yeah, in the middle. Yeah, has to has that's to kind of like sneak your head around to try to get to get it in the hole. And that's um that's how they decide if you're allowed to be a judge is they get a bunch of lawyers to try to put on the the big robe. Um and if you can do it, if you're the one who gets it, um bam, judgeship. I feel like it'd be better if they were child lawyers. Child lawyers. <laughs> I feel like the only the only people who are, who can really be experts with a parachute is children. Well, because mm-hmm. people are just too big. Like big people are just too big. You need yeah. little people. Well, once you go through and puberty, mean, you just lo- you yeah. lose the ability to flap that thing up and down next to your neighbors. That's true. Um, 
trying to like coordinate your movements. Yeah, that's why you become more conservative as you get older. Yeah, you're too mm-hmm. focused um, on yourself. You know, mm-hmm. kids are a little yeah, bit exactly. more, a um, little bit more uh, teamwork. And, and so this is where Ayn Rand's philosophy really falls apart. Is when <laughs> yes. she goes into talking about how, why the parachute is a metaphor for why we need to act for ourselves. Sure. Because we need to stop hoisting these colorful robes on our judges, um, and we need to stop paying children to do it. And I say no. I say we need to keep paying children to hoist robes over our judges. How They're not going to look official otherwise. I feel and, like... And these kids aren't going to find work anywhere else. Those damn child labor laws fucking keeping my kids from sweeping other people's chimneys so I can make $37 a year from it. Mm-hmm. It's See, bullshit. I, I, I feel like you're actually more aligned with Anne Ryan than you think you are. No, I'm sorry. This podcast takes a hard line. We are pro-child work... Anti, anti Ayn Rand. I, I, <laughs> how many ways can we say her name? Um, no, I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm only pro child labor if it's for child lawyers. Okay, I'm pro child sure. lawyer labor. Child lawyer law. Well, I labor. mean, they've they've gone to they went to child law school, which I mean, th- don't they deserve to get their their um, laws recouped and stuff? Well, like they only, need to work. Mm-hmm. Only if they've done, you know, the like. 80 hour w- work weeks at um, child law firms as an unpaid and so much energy. Yeah. Exactly. You remember when you were a kid and you were just running around all the time? You need those 80 hours of work so that you can come home tired. It's true. And I not mean, bug you know, your parents. I, I always like I always prefer child law firms to adult ones because the child law firms are always a little bit more um wholesome. Like I feel like yeah, I feel like I get listened to a little bit more. Mm. That's true. Yeah, I do have to like snap at their at their face a little bit and like hold up a toy and be yeah. like, "Listen to me, listen to me." But you know, right? Yeah. Well, they'll, and they'll get distracted, like who stole, you know, who stole my doll, who took my race car, that kind of thing. And then they're just like screaming and yelling at each other and like hitting each other. And you're like, "Please, I need, I have a very serious tort case here to be seen by a lawyer." And my, they're like, "My tort tort case where, uh, you know, I'm trying to decide if a tortilla constitutes bread for a sandwich no, or not." Stop it. <laughs> Sam, um, I just said a word that I've Sam been... didn't know, and now he's trying to make it funny. <laughs> Sam, I'm I... pretty sure that I'm pretty sure a tortilla a tortilla sandwich is just a quesadilla. A oh, Ooh, I, wait, is fuck. a quesadilla oh, a sandwich? A tortilla sandwich. Okay, I feel like a this... quesadilla is definitely a sandwich. This this is like an internet debate about like the like what's a sandwich, what's not a sandwich. I just say why do why do things have to be sandwiches? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's a fucking hot dog. Is no. a quesadilla okay. a sandwich? No, it's a quesadilla. No, you know what the real question is? Is a Pop-Tart a sandwich? No, Ugh, it's a pastry. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is, though, because it has bread and it has no, filling. No, 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 it's a pre-made pastry. <laughs> it's our apple turnover sandwiches, Sam? Yes, absolutely. No, no. A sub sandwich is a sandwich. Why can't anything Stupid. else that's one piece of bread folded over on itself that has stuff inside be a sandwich? Because not everything has to be a sandwich. That's like that's really the nub and gist of my argument is that like this argument about what is what is a sandwich and what is it is stupid. Not everything has to be a sandwich. We don't need to categorize everything into a big umbrella sandwich. No. Um, our umbrella sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> Only if you put something inside them. Um, what about is cheesecake a cake or a pie? I heard this one recently, and I'm I'm uh, curious to see your opinions on this. Uh, I don't feel qualified to answer this question. Cake. Aren't you a cook? No. It's a cake. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's a pie. No, it's a cake. 
Well, think P- about pies, it. It's pies not pies should have to have like like crusts up the sides. I think it, it does. I think though. it's a quiche. See, okay, is a quiche a sandwich? No, definitely not. A quiche is a pie. Has... A quiche mm. is an egg pie. I think it might be an open faced sandwich. Um. Okay. Well, well, is is an open faced sandwich just a pile of like? sandwich fixings and bread like <laughs> yeah pretty much uh, which i honestly think i don't think an open face sandwich qualifies as a sandwich no i don't think so if a, either if a food delivery truck crashes mm-hmm. and two pieces of bread <laughs> fall out and a bunch of ingredients fall on it is it a sa- is it an open face sandwich yes yes i feel like anything, anything can be I an open face so. sandwich do you think that tacos are open face burritos? No, tacos are tacos. They're not anything other than tacos. That is real that I, I have to go back to the to the main point of my argument. It's not everything has to be something else. A taco well, can just be a taco. A burrito reason, can just be a burrito. A sandwich can just be a sandwich. The the main reason I'm asking is I want to open a taco joint, but I, I want to be different than the other taco joints and appeal to hipsters more. And sure, I want to sure. call my wares open face burritos because I think that'll be more popular with the millennials because I think they're more interested in things that aren't normal. Well, an open face burrito would just be like a flat tortilla with a bunch of stuff on, like piled in the middle, which is more of a taco salad. I feel like you can still like squeeze it up and stuff um, and like eat it that way. But I think it's open face mm. still. Hmm. All right. Um, we should get back to this book. How did we get off track? Oh, we were talking about the sex scene, and we were yeah. we were so bored with it. We just kind of. Well, so yeah, so um, it's actually funny because while we were talking about that, we were talking about how kids get distracted when you're trying to get them to um, litigate for you. Um, yeah. But uh, it's funny because there's a part where ugh, I just spit in the microphone. My apologies. Um, Gross. There's a part where Allie starts thinking about uh, John leaving as they're having sex yes and she's like kind of morose yeah but but the thing is i was like wow way to stay in the moment like way to like enjoy the sex that you're having that apparently you don't get to have ever so like why not like be in the moment and enjoy it rather than thinking about how instinct is telling you that john's not going to stay and spoon and snuggle with you well i I mean maybe maybe that's the part that she likes the best sam um the other part that i like is uh when they're undressing, um, mm-hmm, his touch mm-hmm. set her on fire as he unhooked her bra clasp. She sloughed off the offending bra as he ran his rough <laughs> palms down her sides to settle on her hips. One, the term offending bra is probably the best description I've heard, but Slough, also sloughed sloughed. off. That's, um, I'm, so I recently got a tattoo, right? And so yeah. like, I've been, I had like a bunch of scabs and stuff all over my arm you know, and, um, yeah. this, I, the skin really was sloughing off, um, oh, God. at one Andrew, point. are you okay? What? What was that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I hit my microphone. Oh, did you fall asleep on it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm actually going through some of the Amazon reviews. There's a pretty good one here. Okay. Um, are um, we ready for this yet? Yeah. Are, you, are we um, mentally prepared? Actually, let me, let me read the, the titles of the of the next books uh, Sam can do his thing and then I'll read the titles and then we'll do the reviews. Yeah. So um, the last thing I want to mention then since Maggie just brought up tattoos. Um, so our main character, John apparently has a tattooed set of angel wings that cover the skin from his oh, shoulders yeah. near, all the way down to the dimples on his lower back. Fucking big ass tattoo, dude. So stupid. Like, 
and it never like the idea is that I think it's mostly there so that way they can make this joke later where he said where she's like nice tattoo and he says just don't let it fool you I'm no angel I'm no angel and I was like oh. are you kidding me this is the stupidest <laughs> thing I have ever read so anyway that okay, was okay Sam yeah. I mean come on why else would you get big ass angel wings on your back if not so to that you like... can make that joke whenever yes. anybody mentions them yes <laughs> I guess so I guess that does make sense um, All right. Yeah. So our book that we just read was Night with a Seal. Um, the the sequel is Romanced by the Seal, where John and Allie Ooh. tie the knot, or do they? Um, that was in the book probably here. not. Yeah. Um. So the the whole series is called Hot Seals. Um. Night with a Seal. God, this is so misleading. Saved by the Seal. Sealed at midnight. Kissed by the seal, oh. protected by a seal, loved by a seal, tempted by a seal, wed to a seal, oh romanced by the seal, rescued by a hot Again? seal, betting on a hot seal, <laughs> escape with a hot seal. I think my favorite um, one is sealed at midnight. Sealed at midnight yeah, is probably is absolutely mean, the best is, one. Is because, that when you have sex with a seal? Like, bam, you just got sealed. <laughs> Um, I mean, I was th- I was hoping it was more of a um, like a little. Ju- I mean, the pun is really why the that title is the best one, right? Yeah. Well, of course. So I was hoping for a little bit more of a nuanced interaction in the book. Maybe I'm. Uh... Well, so yeah, so it it looks like um, it looks like before we leave the series of books to talk about them with other people who read them on Amazon, um, it looks like the second book is actually about a different. Or not? Uh, yeah, the next book is actually about a different seal. So mm-hmm. um, it's not actually about John. It's about Zane, who's their like player friend, who's on like their yeah, team who of people. A stripper to the barbecue. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's pretty true though, which to be fair was pretty nice. Um, but yeah, so it looks like this whole series, like we were saying, the next book um, that has John and Allie is romanced by a seal, which is oh one two three four five six seven eight ninth in the series. Yeah, so it probably takes a while to, to circle around back to these um, these to two these, kids. These two, which is good because they're very boring. I would much <laughs> rather listen to the one that's a player and like brings strippers to Fourth of July parties. Right? Sounds like a much more fun book with his friends' kids, no less. Like his friends' right. kids yeah. were there. Before we get into the reviews, uh, here I'll read the the about the author. Are you ready? Sure. A top 10 New York Times bestseller, Kat Johnson has been the recipient of a starred Publishers Weekly Review and is the author of the USA Today bestselling Hot Seal series. Known for her unique Mm. and creative marketing and research practices, Kat has sponsored Bull Riding Cowboys, promoted romance using baloney, and owns a collection of cowboy boots, and camouflage for her book signings. A fair number of her research consultants wear combat or cowboy boots for a living. Holy shit. How do you wear, how do you wear those for whatever? Uh, You have to be the thing that you are. Since 2006, Kat has put approximately 1 million digital and print stories in readers' hands. Never miss a new release. Sign up for alerts at katjohnson.net slash news. Have you clicked the yellow follow button yet? Oh my God. I thought you were about to tell me that she'd written over one million stories, and I was about I know. to shit my pants. I was about. I was, uh, that's uh, initially what I thought too. I mean, there there is a like a whole list of a, of other series and stuff um, at the back of yeah. the book that we read and um, on her Amazon page. 
Um, yeah. Like you see a lot of her reviews, um, they mention how much better her cowboy series are. So maybe we should have read that one instead. Uh, we oh, already well. done They're free cowboys, for a reason, though. right? Yeah. Anyway, speaking of reviews, I want to read one from Lindsay here on June 30th, 2016, who says, One star. John sucks. I mean, come on. After about the halfway mark, I couldn't continue. Dot, dot, dot. Talk about using someone. Dot, 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 dot. John sucks. I mean, come on. Dot, dot, dot. Talk about giving back. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Has he even heard of returning the favor? Period. And then he sees her again and is wondering if they could just hook up again. Period. Loser. Period. Allie, you deserve better. (laughs) I really like that review. Um, I'm, I, is this person upset because, like, uh, their, like, orgasm total was uneven when they parted? Yeah, I think so. Also, just, like, she thinks Allie deserves better. Yeah. Because she can't understand that this is a fictional character. Well, also, yeah, um, I mean, I can understand because, like, John is, like, pushing her away, but Allie's totally fine with it, it seems like. Anyway, um, there's another review here that I think, uh, kind of aligns with some of the things we've been talking about. Um, it's four stars by KM, and the title is Good Story for a Lazy Afternoon, but dot, 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 too much blah reality. Uh, so overall, the story is good with likable characters and a fair storyline. The author mixes stateside and military actions seamlessly. And it's also S-E-E-M-L-S-E-L-E-S-S-L-Y. So I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. But um, then the only disappointment is the is a constant discussion about how much politics and, quote, oh, woes as me, unquote, about the job. Mm. I want a distraction from my day-to-day, and stories hits the spot 90% of the time. Um, okay, here's, a, here's another good one from Deborah. Also four stars. This is a wonderful love story. Navy doctor. What? No. Meets a <laughs> lady they have on hour together, and he deploys for six months. He gets home, and they meet again through... Uh, T-H-R-U, a tragic situation, and get together for real. I love these kind of stories. This is a five-star story, but the fifth star wouldn't light up. L-I-T-E. So um, this person clearly just has a problem with technology, but yeah. five stars. Um, wow. So, sorry, sorry, like, I heard most of that, but I got interrupted because somebody just sent us a picture <laughs> of cat johnson i did i um i dropped um uh the there was a photo included with her about the author so i decided to drop it into our to our group chat so you could take a look um it really is uh quite it's it's interesting um if i could describe it to you a little bit so there's um the patterning in the background is sort of like um like a fancy cupcake shop imagine one of those um like the box that you'd get one of the like like one of the fancy cupcakes in it's that kind of patterning i, um, I was imagining mm. more like prison like prison, prison sure <laughs> jumpsuit jumpsuit no i think it's just an instagram frame right remember remember those things what's instagram the actual photo is uh of uh a smiling woman with dark brown hair wearing a black at cowboy least hat <laughs> at least one eye because we can see the one um, uh, wearing a black cowboy hat and um, uh, like a black cardigan and a black tank top. Um, mm-hmm. And she's got some some script lettering just jutting out of her <laughs> stomach that says Cat Johnson. F- following more like out of her boobs, like yeah. kind of following that line. Um, I don't know if it's like hanging by a piece of fishing line or just like attached to her it, somehow. It looks like that H it might was... be hooked into her shirt. Yeah, like they, the they just kind of that, you're right. hooked it in. Perfect. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Um, and really, I think the best part of the photo is her, um, the way she's kind of mad dog on the camera with this kind of like, mm-hmm. like she's daring you to. Well, I also like the background that she's just like in front of a door. So she cl- and she can see like the part of her arm that suggests that this is just like a selfie picture that she took while standing somewhere in her home. And I think that's a really good look for an author's bio picture. Yeah. Um, um, I also I also really love how pixelated and uh, compressed the image is. It's just terrible resolution. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Uh, anyway, let's uh, do. Do we want to read one more review? Um, I'm looking for a good one now. Oh, yeah. Let's. Um, yeah, I here's mean, the, one. The book overall has like what four point one stars or something. Four point two stars. So yeah. people really like this book. There's 195 reviews. Damn. Well, so here's here's one. Um, wasn't a fan of this one. One star by Marie. First off, I couldn't stand how these men talked. What man still says going to the head when he has to use the restroom? And who says it to a woman? <laughs> how class, How romantic and classy. I didn't get any connection between the characters at all in this book. No feelings whatsoever <laughs> were brought out of this book for me. At the bank, they were able to run in with the cops? Where would that ever happen? They start running and just get yelled at. And John says that's his sister and they go for it? This book just doesn't work. Just didn't work for me at all. Not so much forced as just not there. They meet, sleep together, have no other contract, and at the end, they are going to be together. For me, it's as if the author just wanted to get a book out and didn't put anything into. At least reading this saves me from buying any other books from this author. Damn. Let's see. Now that is a harsh review. I have to read one more from LW. All right, an let's hear it. An enjoyable read. Probably more true than fiction. Hmm. This one will feel hmm. like the guy your BFF dates. What? What does that mean? What? It means your best friend would your your best friend forever would date a woman who doesn't really like who has no personality. Hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, she. I mean, she has a personality. She forgot. She forgot her keys. That's a personality trait. That's true. Um, she. She's not. She's. She's average sized, I guess. Yeah. Yep. But not average sized for like a romance novel heroine, probably. Sure. Um, unfortunately, I don't know. I'd say like a lot of the books we read, um, like the, the women are described as like overly curvy or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's do we want to do our reviews? Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. Um, who wants to go first? Andrew first. Ah, why is it always me first? Well, I give this book. Two out of the four letters in seals, um, A and L for Al, because this book (laughs) reminds me of Al Borland from Home Improvement in the way that it's kind of vaguely mm, bland and doesn't really have a whole lot going on, but it's there to to prop up the main character, which is our podcast. So we're Tim Allen, I guess. That was good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this book... Uh, sea lion out of seals. Um, oh, the odd yeah. one out. Actually, no. I'm gonna give it um two not sandwiches out of a sandwich. Um, Whoa. <laughs> so like two hot dogs out of sandwich. Yeah. Overall, I found this book to be pretty fucking dull. Um, I didn't. I this is one of the only books I that mean, I didn't, didn't actually fall asleep during it though. Yeah, That's I mean, but I. I fell asleep during last week's, but I did wake up and finish reading it. This one, I stopped reading it and did not finish, which is the first one out of all the books we've read. So, 
Well, it was 162 yeah. pages long. Like, that is insane. I mean, Rocky Mountain Heat was like 400 pages, and I read that whole thing, so... It was not 400, like, real pages. Amazon may have said D- it was 400 pages, pages, but it was like... Yeah, I've been with enough men to know that when they say 400 pages, it's really like, <laughs> yeah. maybe 100. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe if you, like, pull it and, and like, <laughs> stretch it out and are using centimeters instead of inches. Yeah. Um... Do you have any more of your review there, Maggie, or is that... No, um, that's really all I got. Uh, let's hope that we move away from boring straight people sex into some more supernatural gay shit next time. We tried that, <laughs> and then we got milked by royalty. Well, okay. Then we, um, di- <laughs> we didn't get milked by royalty, but our listeners did. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, hopefully your contracts are up soon. It's been about... It's been more than a week, so you guys should be free to go by now, hopefully. Well, please don't leave, though. We need you. Um, but my review, I'm going to give this one weird, misguided political message out of a romance novel. Perfect. Because um, I kept reading, and like I said, it gets really just like they're super whiny about this whole thing where apparently now they have to... Oh, my God. They, they, they're like, they can't shoot people that don't have weapons. Um, and so then those people end up just what? becoming terrorists more again because yeah, you got to shoot them. You got to yeah. shoot them or else they'll never learn. So, um, yeah, I got I was just like I was reading and I was like, I feel like this author was just trying to make a political statement. And she decided that the best way to do it was with a romance novel where a civilian well, and a seal have sex. You've seen the way she looks. <laughs> That's true. And, that and the damn is liberal media won't get these messages out there. That's true. Um, They're all too busy with their avocado toast. It is is it, it is Cat Johnson's goal, nay, nay her mission, her calling. From that picture, I can tell you for a fact that Cat Johnson was definitely a Navy SEAL at some point. So she definitely oh, yeah, knows absolutely. what she's talking about. Um, yes, yeah, but yeah, I just I didn't I I just didn't like it very much. The sex scene was fun mostly because it was boring but they used a lot of fun euphemisms for vagina and penis rather than the actual words and that was fun i do like her entrance um referring to her vagina as her entrance which is weird (sighs) Um, well (laughs) but uh, that's a bit myopic view of what a vagina is for exactly right it's actually an exit for a lot of people Mm -hmm. everyone technically yeah for for well nearly everybody maybe it's an entrance to the world like sure mm. sure huh. oh so it's a more it's a more metaphorical entrance yeah. into the like inner psyche of what it means to be a woman oh, um, or I it's guess, just an I orifice guess. on somebody's body <laughs> yeah no i think i think maggie's Ew. right i don't think maggie's right i don't think that's true um it's all it's right. a spiritual um, it's a spiritual, spiritual doorway opening. yeah to all new right. universes no, we're gonna stop no we're gonna we're gonna stop talking about genitalia and this kind of cosmic light and we're gonna end the podcast and the penis no and the is penis is the manifestation of karma yeah and how karma can and be a ca- bitch and karma's a bitch yeah and, <laughs> and no it's the wood that you knock well yeah she knocks the and wood the yoni and then karma the is bitch. the yeah yes all right. What is it? Uh, what are we doing here? I don't know. Thanks for thanks for listening um to this. Uh this is the Devil's Threesome. You can find us on our socials at yeah. Facebook. Um if you if you search the Devil's Threesome in like the search bar, you should find us well, on Facebook. Do do the Devil's Threesome podcast. Yeah. Who knows what you'll th- find otherwise. That's true. Um if you end up in a threesome 
with <laughs> whatever you define to be the devil's ratio. You cannot uh, for your yeah. particular situation. We we absolve ourselves of all responsibility. Yeah, you yeah, cannot litigate fault. us with your child lawyers. No, no, because yeah. we have our own retainer of child lawyers, and they will take you to task for everything you got. Because yeah. I've trained them myself to be yeah. ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no kids named Ruth in our child lawyer. Yes, exactly. That's that's right. Retainer. We we called we called the Ruths out. Her her name mm-hmm. is Ruthie. All right, let's yeah, okay. let's get yeah. to let's get to Maggie, some other stuff. Twitter, no. Twitter is TD three with the number three some podcast. Uh, the email is the same, but at Gmail. No, 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 it's not. It's the Devil's Threesome Podcast, all letters, at gmail.com. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the one, the when we figure out what our social media names are, this podcast will be over. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you that. Um, but yeah, check out our Twitter, because after this, I'm probably going to put up a poll to figure out if hot dogs are sandwiches or not, because Maggie came down uh, pretty hard on that hot dogs are not sandwiches, and I think our I'm listeners not, have a lot well, to offer on this debate. I just, I'm glad we've dated just, our podcast this specifically i mean we're we're, on this we're dating our we're dating ourselves pretty severely hey, because this fucking sandwich debate happened in 2013 my wanna, point is that sandwiches don't, like not everything has to be a fucking sandwich i want to point out that all three of us are actually not dating ourselves anymore in a Aww. weird turn dating of ourselves in a weird turn of events we're not dating ourselves could we could we take ourselves out to maybe see a movie? I heard Baby Driver's good. It is, and then go to check out Outback Steakhouse or something. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. gonna go Get see Atomic Blonde. So you're gonna see what? Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron. We need to end this podcast. Why? We still haven't hit an hour yet. How can we? we you know, let's, we let's just vamp for two more minutes. <laughs> um, but okay. I mean, if you guys really want to end it, I guess we should. We can have a short episode this week. I mean, the book was no. bad. No. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry for missing last week. Hope you enjoyed Maggie and Sam hating something else other than a book. Yeah, <laughs> it sucked. Oh yeah, and that's that's. Um, if you did check it out, um, and you're following up with us, we're gonna start moving to a once a week schedule because we want to watch Glee faster. Um, yes. Or at least I do. And um, yeah, thanks for checking out. If you looked at that if you didn't listen to it um i understand but please go back and listen to it because it's really good and we really yeah it, it's yeah, i listened to it and i did not hate it yeah I it's um, it would, but. it's a very good podcast it's much longer than this one and a little bit more rambling um and y'all we talked about child lawyers for like a solid 10 minutes um <laughs> yeah so uh, all right what, do you um, think child lawyers would think that hot dogs are sandwiches no, they would think they're fucking hot dogs. Not uh, God damn it, Maggie. I don't think they would think they're fucking hot dogs. They're children. Be, like, I'd like to give more credence Sam, to the, our country's state of affairs no, than that. Law, I, law school makes you I grow up fast. I just think they don't fast. really know how to use profanity very well, <laughs> and they don't understand the multiple uses that fuck has. They're they're freaking hot dogs. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, our child lawyers are here. Ruthie, is that Hi. you? Yeah, it's me, Ruthie. Um, I, um, now, Ruthie, what's yes? your opinion on the great parachute debate? Should we be using them to train children to be child lawyers so that they can put the robes on the yes. big people lawyers? Yes? Well, well I, lawyers don't wear robes. To... It's the judges. The judges yeah, wear robes, not, not lawyers. Here's here's what I have to say about that. Um, I think that we all have we all have our spaces um, where we can excel. And me, as a child lawyer, I think I do much much um, 
more effective, do much more effective work in the courtroom rather than using parachutes. Um, I do think that they are an overstep of boundaries um, and that our judges should really uh, find more modern, uh, modern ways to put on their own robes. Um, mm. Now, what's your opinion on chimney sweeping for children? Uh, I, I, I want to get that going again. I'm I'm for it um, as long as there are respiratory um, respiratory uh, things kept in mind, like perhaps mm. uh, open air uh, a place for open airways and um, maybe but is um, it chimney. I mean, not not a, not a lot of chimneys exist anymore, Andrew. I really do want to. Do you want really them to wear like scuba gear? Do you want? I just want children to be in chimneys. I don't really care what they're doing in there. Please don't yeah, put me in a chimney. Yeah, he just wants to light fires S in sir, chimneys with sir, children in please, them. Please, sir, please don't put me in a chimney. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question without lying to you. So let's I'll end just the. Say, let's okay. end this, R Ruthie. 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 Ruthie no, listen. Ruthie, I have a question. No, Ru Ruthie. Ruthie. Uh, yes. Do you yes. Think, do you think dogs should vote? Yes. Um, I mean, I really do believe that all animals should have the capability to vote. Um, well, while I do believe dogs should be allowed to vote, I doubt that we'll have a large turnout of the pop. Ruthie, shut up. No, that's enough. Do you think Get your dog here. is conservative or liberal? Because I've seen I, a lot of bumper stickers that say that your dog specifically is conservative, and I don't want your dog to vote if that's the case. I mean, I think it really depends wow, on the dog. Suppression. Hey, listen, we have child lawyers. We're going to use them. <laughs> this podcast is over no I'm thank done. god <laughs> guys we we didn't even end though but we didn't say this is the devil's threesome. Thanks for listening. <laughs> this is this is the devil's threesome. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>